And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon Jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Even half a century after his death, Martin Luther King Jr.'s presence continues to be felt in our current debates on issues of social justice and civil rights. This past January, The New Yorker magazine put Dr. King on its cover yet again, this time kneeling next to professional football players Colin Kaepernick and Michael Bennett in protest of police brutality in America. Taking a knee would not have been a novel act of protest for King. Not long after The New Yorker cover was published, images of Dr. King kneeling alongside civil rights protesters went viral across social media. Still, the placement of a figure like King next to the controversial football players did not go over well in all quarters. King's own niece, Alveda, expressed her reservations about Kaepernick's protest during an interview on Fox News. Well, he's got the method down pat, taking a knee, but he's forgetting the message. Martin Luther King Jr. and my dad, Reverend A.D. King, and there are pictures out there on the net of them both taking the knee, along with other civil rights leaders. But when they took that knee, it was in prayer. So without that kind of prayer, when you take the knee, it is just a symbol. Was Kaepernick's silent protest during the national anthem just a symbolic gesture? Would Dr. King be taking a knee alongside Kaepernick if he were here today? In this special bonus episode of The Thread, we explore these questions and some of the lessons from the civil rights movement that are still relevant to nonviolent protests today, including those organized by Kaepernick and by the March for Our Lives movement against gun violence that was started by students from Parkland High School in Florida. Welcome to The Thread, a podcast where we examine the interlocking lives and events of history. I'm Sean Braswell. This past season on The Thread, we explored the history of a revolutionary and even dangerous idea. 
Nonviolent Resistance. We witnessed how the idea journeyed through the minds of some remarkable individuals and across the globe for nearly two centuries to become a powerful agent for social change. And it's an idea and a method of protest that continues to shake and disrupt our world today. San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick started to take a knee during the U.S. National Anthem in 2016. It's the rare occasion when sports and politics collide and an NFL quarterback has certainly ignited a firestorm. We're talking about Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick explained the motivation behind his protest. When there's significant change and I feel like that flag represents what it's supposed to represent and this country is representing people the way that it's supposed to, I'll stand. And as that simple act of defiance began to spread to stadiums across the league, politicians, pundits, and athletes from all across the spectrum voiced their opinions about it, even the President of the United States. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners, when somebody disrespects our flag, to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now, out, he's fired. He's fired! Like Donald Trump, many Americans have been outraged by Kaepernick's protest but they also can't seem to avoid talking about it. And that's kind of the point. Nonviolent resistance is in part about trying to focus the eyes of the world upon an injustice. Such was the case with Colin Kaepernick. In weeks following his nonviolent protest, various members of the NFL and other athletes across the United States also began kneeling or raising their fists like the 1968 Olympic Black Power salute during the playing of the U.S. National Anthem. Meanwhile, former NFL MVP Boomer Esiason called Kaepernick's actions an embarrassment, while an anonymous NFL executive called Kaepernick a traitor. Kaepernick also received death threats, and many NFL fans took to social media to post videos of them burning Kaepernick's jersey. In September 2017, President Trump sent out multiple tweets in which he advocated that NFL players should be either fired or suspended if they failed to stand up for the national anthem. In response, many NFL teams and players stood together to protest Trump's opinion. The players knelt, locked arms, or remained in the locker room during the playing of the national anthem. Before the longtime rivals faced off on Thursday night football, both the hometown Green Bay Packers and the visiting Chicago Bears stood and locked arms with their teammates in a show of unity during the national anthem. After opting out of his contract with the 49ers in 2017, Kaepernick went on as an unsigned free agent, leading to allegations that he was being blackballed because of his on-field political actions, as opposed to his performance. The legendary boxer Muhammad Ali was heavily penalized in his own career for protesting the Vietnam War by refusing to serve in the military. Forty years later, Kaepernick saw his own career come to a standstill. Ali's widow, Lonnie, drew parallels between the two athletes and activists. Like Muhammad, she told Sports Illustrated, Colin is a man who stands on his convictions with confidence and courage, undaunted by the personal sacrifices he has had to make to have his message heard. As of this recording, Colin Kaepernick, who led the 49ers to the Super Bowl in 2012 and the NFC Championship game in 2013, remains off the field. The similar attention-grabbing strategy employed by Dr. King and Colin Kaepernick are not the only place where the civil rights movement overlaps with stories in the news today. In 2018, a group of students in Parkland, Florida, decided to push their leaders for gun control reforms after a devastating shooting at their high school. This is Alex Doherty, 
the Washington correspondent for the Miami Herald. A week after the the shooting in uh, Parkland, Florida at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, uh, a group of about two dozen or so um, high school students banded together and, and basically decided that, you know, this was this was a breaking point for them and enough was enough and they began to organize and it became a, a very fast-moving political movement that gained massive attention uh, both from the media and uh, from from folks around the country. Student leaders from Parkland like Emma Gonzalez made an effort to get all of those listening across the country to comprehend the impact of the students harrowing experience. No one could comprehend the devastating aftermath or how far this would reach or where this would go. For those who still can't comprehend because they refuse to, I'll tell you where it went. Right into the ground, six feet deep. Six minutes and 20 seconds with an AR-15, and my friend Carmen would never complain to me about piano practice. Aaron you know, there was nothing that has been done to this scale by especially folks of their age. You know, kids who are between the ages of 15 and 17 have never become the national faces of a sustained protest movement like this. While the March for Our Lives protests today have undoubtedly been influenced by previous demonstrations, like those in Birmingham, Alabama, the Parkland teenagers have also managed to transcend them in important and new ways. Alex Dougherty again. What I think makes the advocacy that the, the March for Our Lives students engaged in so unique was that it didn't come from a Martin Luther King or an older figure saying, look, you know, it would be a very powerful message to have the kids on our side and to have the kids conveying our argument. It was the kids themselves driving that argument. The Parkland example also points us to some key lessons from history. One of the things that the current uh, situation reminds us of. This is Timothy Jenkins, a civil rights leader who helped organize student sit-ins and other nonviolent protests during the 1960s. When you see the uh, youngsters now who are speaking out in the, uh, the question against gun violence in Florida and elsewhere, is that uh, people do matter and that leadership comes from obscure places. I think one of the things we need to remember is that small efforts can become big efforts if they're persistently followed. And I think often people say that the you know, reason we succeeded was because we had a nation behind us. Well, that's not correct. When Dr. King and, and Bayard Rustin and others uh, were able to get things started, they were not a majority. They were not a, even a movement. They were just individuals who were committed. The protests started by Colin Kaepernick and the Parkland students are not only both nonviolent in nature, they are protests aimed at curtailing different types of violence, whether that perpetrated by firearms or at the hands of law enforcement officials. Many remain skeptical that the protesters will ever attain their stated goals. You know, people are funny about nonviolence. If you, if you say, if you call it a nonviolent movement, people will roll their eyes and say, oh, it'll never work. This is Mark Kurlansky, author of Nonviolence, The History of a Dangerous Idea. But the fact is, there are all these movements uh, that are nonviolent, and uh, the response to the killing of black people by police, you know, has the potential to lead to a very violent situation. 
and with a few exceptions, it hasn't. But social and political change takes time. The civil rights movement did not achieve its goals overnight. Timothy Jenkins again. And I think it's important for people to realize historically that this was not something that was handed out without a lot of blood and sacrifice. Frederick Douglass said, power concedes nothing without a demand. It never has and it never will. It's going to be a, a hard fought fight each step of the way. And that means that people have to be aware that what is history is not over. The Thread is produced by Libby Coleman, Robert Kulos, Sophia Perpetua, and me, Sean Braswell. Chris Hoff engineered our show. To learn more about The Thread, visit ozzy.com slash the thread, all one word. And make sure to subscribe to The Thread on Apple Podcasts, follow us on iHeartRadio, or listen wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out at ozzy.com or on Twitter and Facebook. If you love surprising, engaging stories from history, look no further than the flashback section of ozzy.com. That's ozy.com. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane, back to reality. See how to elevate your travel experiences at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply.